0: audio excuse me just swallowing a noodle welcome to is it wet a podcast that is at least as recognizable as sam worthington's face that is to say not very much but we're trying (laughs) right out of the gate insulting both sam worthington and the podcast
1: as oh as hell yeah yeah we're take we're if you're going down we're coming down with you
0: um i'm uh sophie i'm covering barely covering my australian accent <laughs> and i'm kytelin uh and today we are covering the 2009 <laughs> science fiction movie avatar
1: yep we're doing that one. Cameron, get ready. We're coming for you.
0: James Cameron's avatar, unfortunately. (laughs) But I think it's like
1: good that we're doing it now because, you know, soon we'll have 85 sequels for it. So honestly, when I see that he has that many planned and like what (laughs) year, what years they are, I'm like, yeah, right. Like we're, maybe society won't deteriorate to the point that i think it will but it's definitely going to be to the point where like you think people are going to be seeing avatar 4 (laughs) in theaters
0: that's yeah i avatar 5 is slated for like 2028 (laughs) i'm like yeah if i'm not too busy trash mining in the fire wastes I'm like, you think
1: you're gonna have a movie studio to make mo- that movie on? Wow, that is ambitious, James Cameron. Yeah.
0: But um especially since we know James Cameron, um, it, it's it's a subtle reference. He's a he's <laughs> very into climate sh- or environmentalism. Yeah, he loves uh, the
1: environment.
0: <laughs> yeah, so it's a it's this extraordinary. Bit of optimism for him to, yes. to plan these movies out that long. Yeah. But maybe he knows something we don't. <laughs> if somebody's going,
1: if somebody does know something we don't, it's it's James Cameron.
0: Yeah. Uh, him and Bezos are going to put us into uh, Pandora to mine an obtainium. Yep. Um, which, you know what? yeah it's fine it's there's fine. worse fates there's worse fates there's <laughs> worse fates um all right before
1: we just fu- we pu- fully put on the 3D glasses and get immersed <laughs> to a point where we don't understand the difference between reality and not reality by the time right. we come out we did anything uh particularly what happened to you in the last week Sophie
0: yeah uh so I started this movie like started watching this movie in one of the wettest ways possible (laughs) um so i took a canoe trip yesterday on the mystic river with my boyfriend um mystic river also known as the medford medford somerville riviera Mm -hmm. it's actually very beautiful if you're visiting boston you should uh Commandeer uh, an old. You should get an old canoe that looks like it's from the 1970s. You should get a bottle of vermouth because that's the only thing you like to drink now that you're 30 years old. Straight vermouth from the bottle, warm. You should get uh, an iPhone SE, and you should lay like just lay out in a canoe on a river and watch the first 20 minutes of Avatar.
1: While well, it drains the battery from your
0: phone, <laughs> while well, it drains the battery from the phone, and then you don't have a phone when you're out on the river. Mm. It's a great idea. It's um, very so it's river
1: a metaphor. Uh, metaphorically, it's be- beautiful. It fits oh, the movie. Yes.
0: <laughs> oh yes, that this movie is draining, draining, and uh, ultimately maybe not worth the time. Yeah. But the Mystic River, it's very, it's a very wet river. It's, it's um, there's a lot of, a lot of flora and fauna. Mm. Um, so there's a lot of, uh, li- lily pads and tur- you know, classic river. Yeah, a shit. film,
1: a, f- a film laying on top of everything. There's a film laying yeah.
0: on top of it. Yeah, and then you get through some parts of it, and you're like, oh, this is really stunning. If this, this is like, um, this. Looks like Amsterdam almost yes, but because it's in it's in Medford, Massachusetts, there aren't any cafes or um anything too interesting, but it's still very beautiful. Mm-hmm. I'm not gonna shit talk ch- shit talk M- Medford by saying it's not Amsterdam. Because <laughs> that seems unfair. Um,
1: some of the pictures that you took that I saw they it really looks like it could be Amsterdam. and right, since I yeah. have never been there for all I know. It is for it all. Is. A lot of things are like for all I know, you can fool me with a lot of stuff. Is what I'm
0: saying. I think we've had a theory that France isn't real. They uh-huh. just fly you around and drop you somewhere. I think. I think maybe um, Amsterdam is a, is it's either a soundstage in burbank california mm-hmm. or they take you to medford massachusetts and they just give they just force people to speak dutch
1: yeah because it sounds too good to be true honestly it
0: sounds too good to be true yeah so yeah the dutch aren't real is basically what i'm saying and if you'd like uh my riverboat tours uh they leave once every every half hour from my house uh so that's a um, short tour because I know I know <laughs> well, we like to get a lot of people out there so we can yeah. get people lost uh yeah, the Avatar River tours we're gonna go all the way out to Boston Harbor and just see what happens mm-hmm. It's uh it's you, good time.
1: Okay. So I did a part two of uh Wettest Thing That Happened, um a few months ago. I if you'll recall, I participated in a game show kind of uh challenge with my friends over at uh ben monster tv um which hey guys uh everybody if if you're a listener you you're gonna get this recommendation from me it whether you like it or not and it's we love ben monster tv on twitch and i went on and so this was the the first time we ate increasingly hot uh, gummy peppers. They were these huge mm-hmm. gummies infused with like hot pepper sauce, and it was just a an unimaginably wet experience. With just yeah, the from from the texture of the gummies all the way through the all the like fluids that that get stirred up. Um, And so this time it was hot sauce, just straight hot sauce. So we all had to get these, um, like four, it came in like a four pack of hot sauce that were like increasingly hot uh, levels. And Mm -hmm. we just had to eat a teaspoon of it. And like, it doesn't sound that bad. I was like, Oh, I like hot sauce. This won't be that bad. But Something about like I like condiments But when it's mm-hmm. just the condiment There's yeah. something yeah that I don't mm-hmm. like Even my favorite condiment which of course Is spicy mustard Or just like vinegar stuff in general. Yeah, I
0: was going to be like, oh, that's where I was like, it's vinegar no longer. I want to get the lore right. I know. No,
1: (laughs) it's I those kinds of things I could eat on their own. But even that I'm like, oh, I would just prefer to have it on something, you know, but Mm -hmm. but something about hot sauce, like just just a whole spoonful of the hot sauce was really gross to me so I had to just kind of push past that and then it wasn't that hot but it all hits your stomach at the same time and then just sits there with nothing else and yeah it was a wild ride because you think it's you think it's not that bad and then the burning starts but because you just swallowed the whole thing the burning again starts from your stomach and goes up yeah it's yeah it was excruciating and really really imagine. weird uh but then you know you got to have your big glass of milk which I did have to sort mm-hmm. of coat all of that which at the time in the moment is a good idea but then of course that combo it's just gonna we all know where that leads, so oh it, yeah, yeah. It was just a couple. If I'm if I'm being honest, I'm still suffering from the repercussions of
0: that. This night. is this is wild, and we've talked about having. Um... The folks from Ben Monster TV on on the podcast. And now I want vengeance. I want to make them suffer (laughs) if they come on. So I will think of besides just like the normal like base level of suffering Mm -hmm. uh, that being on this podcast and watching these movies invokes, I'll think of some kind of gauntlet.
1: Okay, good. We do need one because I competed against other friends of ours from the Ben Monster community. But the Ben Monster crew, the, the three guys that actually make the show, uh, the, the Ben Monster crew, Don, Ben and Gabe, they don't actually participate in the thing. They give Mm-mm. they shower us with gifts and prizes and fun right. laughs. Sure. But we need to make them go through some sort of pain, I think. Um, yes, so, yeah, yes. that, that sounds like a good idea to me.
0: Physical and psychological.
1: Yeah, I think so.
0: It could just
1: be making them watch Avatar. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, something something tells me that uh, that Gabe would have a lot of thoughts about Avatar and James Cameron in general. Um, and I have so many questions about him. So yeah I'm, yeah, I'm excited to talk about it. Yeah. So I think we both only saw this movie one time one other time mm-hmm. and it was when it was in theaters uh but so what was your experience like cuz we did not know each other back then when this we did not came know out.
0: each other yeah my relationship to this movie is forged in pain <laughs> and suffering i saw this movie my i think my freshman year of college i went with um I just want to see what, when it was released. So I, I know get good... because I keep
1: saying 2009, but that also I think it came out oh, in like December, December 18, 2009.
0: 2009. Yeah, yeah. So I would have been in college. I um, would in my freshman year. Uh, so I saw it with uh, two friends from college who who I who are had just befriended probably. Oh, okay. And, yeah. I got a migraine within like the first twenty minutes and was and I saw it in IMAX, and yeah. that I just don't enjoy IMAX movies because like it it hurts my head. so i I was in like excruciating pain mm-hmm. and I did not like it. I think like even if I hadn't had a migraine, I would I wouldn't have liked it um because I'm a hater and because yeah. the movie's bad. Um, my friends really loved it, so it was a whole thing where I was I like I was like, yeah. It was fun. And then, like, I have never seen it since. <laughs> and I think I've never seen it. But we'll get into this because I remember some scenes yes. that aren't in the Disney Plus version. And then I did some research and they were like, oh, the scene you're thinking about wasn't in the theatrical cut either. It was only in the, like, DVD cut. Oh, and I was like, wow. there's no way I saw this on DVD. Uh, so if this wasn't in the theatrical cut, where did I see this? Um, yeah, so that, that was very confusing. Um, yeah, I think just like the visuals are amazing, but, Mm -hmm. but too much for Mm me. The visuals, the politics, and just the story, the story, I just, um, it's very, it's exhausting.
1: This, of course, is one of the, uh, this is my first note where I was like, this truly is one of the most movies of all time (laughs) this really this really wants you to watch a movie yeah this is the most movie of all time we knew it we know the numbers we know all of the box office records um yeah i also so i saw this um in theaters when it came out and i was Also in college, it was like not a great time in my life by Mm. any means. Um, And so I was like very lonely. I remember Uh, I'm trying to figure out the timeline. I believe this would have been right before I passed a kidney stone. Uh, Oh, God. So it was just like not a great time in my life. And I... Remember, I was like not I I wasn't excited to go see the movie. And mm-hmm. again, or er, I want to say that we're not hating on this movie because we're we want to be haters. Like I like a lot of things that are very popular, like mm-hmm. Lord of the Rings or I used I used to be a huge Harry Potter fan. Um, I just like I don't know. I wasn't excited about this movie. There was too this movie- much is is bad yeah yeah Mm -hmm. and so i was like okay but i've heard that seeing it in theaters in 3d is an experience that you need to have and like Mm -hmm. if you see it on dvd it's not going to be the same and i was like you know i might as well see it in theaters uh and i remember that part of it the immersive 3d part of it was was a cool experience for sure i took myself to see this movie alone And it was, like, right before it was going to leave theaters. So Mm -hmm. I saw this at the very end of its run. And so there weren't a ton of people in the theater with me. But I just remember at several distinct points, one very distinct point, like, literally looking, like, turning around in my seat and trying to make eye contact with the people in the theater being like, are we watching the same movie? (laughs) Like, what is going on here? And then I almost got up and walked out because, uh, like... At a at a certain point, because I was so Mm -hmm. I don't know, it was just it was a wild ride, and I was just like, all right, well, I'm gonna just not try not to think about that again. And uh, lo and behold,
0: here we are. And no one and no one did even people (laughs) who really liked it they haven't they haven't (laughs) thought about it since they saw it in 2009. Uh, What's interesting? So yes, this is a visual spectacle. Mm -hmm. It is a marvel of technology and art. Yes. I think I've been on record that I don't always like experiences. Mm -hmm. (laughs) I don't always like going through things. I don't always like being immersed in in spectacle. And this is an example of, like, I could appreciate, like, especially the first time he's in the forest on Pandora and you got the bioluminescent stuff lighting up. And in 3D, it's, like, all around you. And I remember that being pretty pretty amazing and like and of course you know all 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 of the effects in this are are amazing Mm -hmm. um it's just for what and exactly for what and
1: and uh, in general i was like the first two-thirds of the movie it's a Mm -hmm. it's kind of a slow build and it's a lot of info at the beginning but the first two-thirds of the movie are are cool like i i was Okay, with watching it, I was like, I'm invested in this, the visuals are really cool. Um, and then it turns into in in the last third of the movie, it's just like a war battle. Yeah. And if you're a person who likes that, that, I guess is a cool addition. I'm not a person who likes that. So I completely lost interest in the last third. Yes. And it was just a huge... Yeah, like momentum, loss of momentum for me. And mm-hmm. I also feel like that was the driest part of the movie, too. Mm-hmm. So I feel like this was just a sopping wet pile of goo at the beginning that just like kind of dried out by the end.
0: Yes. Yeah, I think that that's a fair, a fair summary of this movie. So one thing that I thought was like, I
1: I tried to grab onto redeeming qualities, obviously, because I... Mm-hmm. We got to talk about the movie. And also I'm like, I'm pretty sure there's, I don't know how it's possible. It Mm -hmm. will need to be explained to me, but I think there's a lot of people out there that love this movie. So there's gotta be something in here. And we've, we've talked about a little bit about the technology and the visuals, um, that I'm sure we will get more into, but I had this moment where I was like, you know, what Mm -hmm. would be kind of cool is if James Cameron did like a documentary about fake fantasy animals that only exist on a fake planet and yeah. like that part of it would be really cool and it turns out james cameron like has made a lot of documentaries and <laughs> loves documentaries and i was like i can see that because yes. i would just love to hear like david attenborough just like yeah narrating the way that he does uh any other documentary just like the crazy shit that's on pandora
0: These big, huge, blue bastards. (laughs) Aren't they amazing? Wow.
1: But yeah, he'll like, he'll focus in on like a little, just a little goopy lizard creature with a bunch of limbs. And and I'm like, Mm -hmm. I, that part I love. That part, I would, I would watch three hours of that.
0: Yeah, honestly, this movie, like, the landscape, Mm -hmm. I I don't want to say world-building. No, uh, no. Because (laughs) so much of the quote-unquote world-building is, like, you know... Have, and we'll get into this offensive like appropriations of yeah. indigenous culture. Yeah. By design. And uh but you know, yeah, like a goopy bug and and like a cool floating floating islands. Yeah. Uh, plants that sloop into themselves.
1: Oh. Like yeah. schloopy shloop, plants. Just shlo- and then you, and part then you of drink from the sloopy plant. I yes. love it. Yes. And big, love that. big tongues come out of like goopy anteater things that like get just they just like Extract all this like goo yes. from yeah this like bright neon marmalade from inside of the plants that James Cameron we love it more of that
0: please yeah so a so people do did love this movie um so I sent you an article oh, I remember God. and I remembered this vividly from uh from like 2009 is that people. Uh, There was a lot of articles that came out about, like, post-avatar depression syndrome, where, like, a lot of people reported feeling depressed because they could no longer be immersed in the world of Pandora, which I get, like, I'm not, I don't want to make fun of those people, because, like, I've felt that way about, like, Lord of the Rings, like, where, yeah, like, especially as a child, like, Like, why would I want to live on this dumb rock when I could, like, you know, be smoking pipe weed with Gandalf in the Shire? Um, I could be, you know, you know, uh, having a little cute um, demon soul pet that I could be taking around the North Pole. That actually didn't want to do that so much. Um, (laughs) uh, What's another example that's not uh, that's not Harry Potter? Um, But I I totally get that. Um, It's more just, yeah, I think that this did strike a chord with a lot of people.
1: Um, Yeah. I think there's, like, I thought about sort of the, um, the similarity to the moment in The Wizard of Oz when... Like, obviously, I didn't see that in theaters or Mm -hmm. anywhere near when it came out. But, like, (laughs) it, like, think, like, people... Are you uh, not
0: 110 years old?
1: (laughs) (laughs) I am an immortal being. We may have talked about what kind of immortal being I am on this podcast, but I won't specify
0: which one. So, when you went to the theater and saw saw The Wizard of Oz and Technicolor Mm -hmm. for a dime... Yeah. Walk yeah me through so it. I can tell yeah. you that. Um, yeah, it's it's very
1: similar to that experience mm-hmm. where just like going from black and white to technicolor and then leaving mm-hmm. the theater. It must be it. Things must have seemed like more drab. So it, in mm-hmm. this in the same way, I can understand that. And it's also three hours long. So you if it were a shorter movie. Maybe it wouldn't. Have. I think all of these things yeah. kind of played played into each other. Um, and
0: I don't think this was like a serious issue, but I think it was just like something like reported on because like yeah. people were so enchanted by this movie. And yeah, I, I honestly, I've this is kind of how I feel about Magic Mike XXL. Mm-hmm. Is I'm like, oh, if only, if only hunky guys were real. Yeah. <laughs>
1: If, if, yeah, hunky, non-toxic, um,ly masculine dudes that just are supporting each other's passions. So, yeah, I think that's a really wet concept. Like everyone, sort of being, everyone's moods being affected by the the visual effects in this movie mm-hmm. so much, so that they are depleted in in their normal right. lives. Mm-hmm. Uh, of the, it saps them of their energy. Uh,
0: I think it it reminds me of the like drug from Brave New World. Yeah, yeah. Where you just, uh, which, like any drug, <laughs> it it like takes uh, it it takes you to a place and a allo- and obviously allows you to escape the mundanity of the world. But uh, that was always described to be kind of like a trippy, colorful experience. Mm-hmm uh for some for some people um and yeah and like I we've said it the visuals
1: in this movie are really beautiful mm-hmm. I do think I'm trying to figure out which one it is uh I'll definitely have to do some research and put in the sounds from it if I can but there was like it, you know the ads that movie theaters play like before before they play the movie not mm-hmm. not the trailers for other movies it's like an ad for the movie theater, like AMC yes. or whatever. Yes. There yeah. was one, I don't know if they still play it, but there's one where like the theater kind of turns into like an avatar like world where the, mm-hmm. and it's supposed to be like, Oh, you're so immersed in this experience that it really feels like you're there. And that ad before movie theaters or before the movies that does the same thing i always saw that and i was like i love this so much more than avatar because it doesn't have the dumb ass story uh behind it and you know, like the sigourney weaver cat person um, oh god yeah yeah i don't know yeah, why it doesn't have any sigourney weavers creeped me out the most i don't know why
0: she, she keep me up it doesn't have any like troubling <laughs> troubling uh narr- narrative tropes that um Yeah, yeah, I I have yet. I could be wrong that there are, there might be, you know, problematic opening um, theater things that are like about the theater or about the brand. You're, you're talking about like the, the, like the AMC one where it's like about the Coke bottles going to the theater. Yes, yes. Or like, oh Um, yeah, those are, those can be, those can be like, like a pixar short to me yes especially an imax or yeah like, that's um, time there's my favorite one part. where
1: you go on a roller coaster and like yes. yeah it's like and that. you're like
0: little goopy guys yes. yeah those are wet mm-hmm. those are wet welcome to regal entertainment refreshments are available in the lobby and please keep our theater clean by disposing of trash and specified containers And remember, gift certificates are available for any special occasion. Enjoy the show. Yeah, whoever makes those, um, it's all about, you know... Brevity, yes, to, to brevity say is the soul of wit. as much is the soul of wit, it, 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 to say as much as James Cameron a- Avatar yep. in 30 seconds, that's, that's that's a genius, genius level. Absolutely. Yeah. And they use that to like impart some rules on you in the theater. Yeah. And they do it in a wet. like they're like, they're like this, like it shows you the little goopy guys like talking, taking calls screaming at screaming at their children you know um Mm -hmm. and then they're like don't please don't do that in the theater
1: exactly Mm -hmm. it shows you it goes forth and gives you a model for how you are to live
0: right um right and
1: that's yeah that's really admirable so yeah yeah i i prefer that version of avatar for (laughs) sure (laughs) um all right so let's get into this bullshit um all right yeah so we we are introduced to jake sully uh sam worthington
0: and and his i I, we i stared at his face Mm -hmm. for three hours i couldn't i couldn't tell you a single thing about it except that i was like that dude's australian oh yeah (laughs) i didn't even know that i stared at his face
1: for three hours and was like uh all i could come up with was i think he was in the hurt locker and then i was like no, that was Jeremy Renner, wasn't it? That was Jeremy Renner,
0: <laughs> but that came out the same year and went against this movie. Oh and my And Bigelow was James Cameron's ex-wife, yeah. so yeah, so so her beating him, I think, was um, was an important important day for women, but also James Cameron haters, I think, yeah. Um, Oh, yeah. yeah. Double
1: win there. (laughs) Um, Yeah. I would say that Jeremy Renner is the Sam Worthington of the Hurt Locker.
0: I don't know what that means. (laughs) But but yeah, basically the one. They are both each other's Luigi. I don't know what that means. Yeah. Um, Neither of them is Mario.
1: No, definitely not. Um, Yeah. And yeah. But yeah, the one the one thing I thought I came up with about Mm -hmm. Sam Worthington turns out not him.
0: Um, Okay. I get him confused with this other Australian actor. Uh, what is his? It's his, is Edgerton, Joel Edgerton. Oh, yeah.
1: Him too. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He's, they're all just like, um,
0: they're each other's tether. It's fine. Yes. We, we all, I, I love to see two tethers working, working side by side in Hollywood. Um, so I heard Sam Worthington's uh australian accent was very obvious to me through uh, it because you i don't even know um, no you're right
1: you're right it, it was
0: i think i was also maybe looking looking for it um yeah. just because like you know i'm on uh i'm like where are these little little goopy guys and by yeah. that i mean australians
1: yep or owls
0: <laughs> or owls oh wait was that new zealand owls of gahool was i think both australian oh, and new okay. zealand i think this yes. is yeah 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 <laughs> yeah. Uh, was Sam Worthington, was Joel Edgerton in Owls of Oh my
1: god, he was, I think. Okay. Uh, Dude, Sam, why wasn't Sam Worthington? Like, he should, that should have been I mean- a no brainer. Right, yeah.
0: This is like, especially if he was coming off of uh, Avatar. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I think any Australian citizen that wasn't in the Owls of Gahool, they do, they are, or they are entitled to financial compensation from yes. the <laughs> Zack Snyder estate for yeah. missing out on magic and whimsy. Um, yeah, so this movie starts starts with the hole. Which I was very excited yes. about.
1: Um, yeah, I was like, "Ooh, good!" A sweaty guy in a pod. Yeah, yes, so, so
0: sweaty guy in a pod who's like, uh, "Like, yeah, my everything kind of sucked." And then there was a big hole blown through my life, which is yep. his brother dies, and his brother was the one who had studied to be. A, an avatar, and not, yeah. and they don't like use the word avatar in this movie. They do a couple times. Okay, just they in- do. Yeah, again, I was, I was trying really hard not to listen to the dialogue. <laughs> it's, it is rough. Um, so his his brother dies, and um, so his brother had, so he because he has the same genetic genetics that's his twin brother now
1: what i'm wondering they were twins okay they i was twins. wondering because yeah. i was like oh f- i got all excited that like oh if my brother gets an <laughs> avatar made for him which i don't know is not going to happen like oh i could use it too but i think um i i, think I you missed need to be that they were
0: twins i think it's like linked to your genes your ability yeah. to shloop into the app or your mind to sloop into the yeah. Avatar Navi body. So it has to be him. Yeah. But he doesn't have any of the like the training or. Um...
1: Right. And so he just wakes up in a pod and this this loudspeaker comes on and just this is these are literally like the second lines in the movie. This loudspeaker comes on and is like you will be weak. If you feel nauseous, please use the sack. <laughs> Like, what the fuck is happening? This is this with a lot of the lines in this movie. I'm like, dude, I'm I swear to god like this was for us this was for this podcast and you and me listening because there's no reason for some of these characters to be talking about holes and sacks and pukes and like it's yeah pissing it's ridiculous it just Um, gets
0: yeah it gets a little scary when yeah when a character's first line is about a hole in their life and then they're like out of cryosleep, and we know from Prometheus that if you're coming out of like a six year cryosleep on a new planet, yeah, it's going to be pretty wet. You're probably mm-hmm. going to have to like pee, puke, uh, expel black bile. Yep. You got all the humors.
1: Every humor, the humor is coming out, out. Going, out going back in. Yeah. Yeah. It's, you got to be de and re We all know that <laughs> from from and like that is what's happening and there's so much goo going on here and I lost my mind when I realized that the same character the same actor who plays the chemist from Inception which is just he his specialty is the he's a chemist he works in fluids that Mm -hmm. put people under to to facilitate the dreams in Inception and Mm -hmm. he's the He's a scientist. He's Dr. Patel. And his job is he engineers the goo for people. He engineers the goo that the avatars like sit in. And I'm like, how did this guy get typecast as a goo doctor?
0: 2009 <laughs> to 2010. There, So his name is uh, Dilip Rao. And they were like, okay, we need someone who's not, who's not going to go into the dream state. Who's going to just like... Be be their mole wherever their bodies are to like make mm-hmm. sure everything's cool. Um, both and then James piss Cameron, on them the whole time. Yeah, and Christopher Nolan were like, we got to get this. This dude's the best. Yeah, um, and he, uh, yeah, I mean, he's he does a, He's great as well as any other character yeah. in this in that he doesn't have a character <laughs> right
1: yeah everyone because I know what people are gonna say they're gonna be like but Sigourney Weaver is in this like Zoe Saldana is in this mm-hmm. and these are like the gen- I like both of those actors yeah. and um and there's there's not anything in particular I don't like about Sam Worthington
0: mm-hmm. um I don't know him that's the thing I, exactly it's like, I, don't, I, don't, I just don't know him
1: I don't yeah. know he's a blank slate to me yeah. he's He's, you know, not Jeremy Renner to me. He's not
0: Jeremy Renner. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't have a single... He he hasn't made any applications or apps based on his brand (laughs) that people could... He hasn't done that. That's for sure. I wish he would. If you want to get a... If you're in like a Sam Worthington, Jeremy Renner sort of uh, tête-à-tête with someone where you're trying (laughs) to like distinguish yourself, um, definitely create... A mind-boggling app that yes for no reason yeah uh, if you're
1: like if, if you have both of them in front of you and you have the gun and you're like oh which one do i shoot <laughs> and you have to be like oh i know uh both of you create an app real quick uh, how f- weird to w- is it gonna
0: be <laughs> yeah. what is it for <laughs> and like yeah and then have it crash and burn and
1: mm-hmm. yeah and then i'll know not to shoot jeremy renner
0: yes um, because I like that kind of chaos is 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 wild.
1: Yes. Oh, um, yeah. I he's just living his life. But <laughs> um, but yeah, it's oh, so I, I was saying, yeah, There there are some like big names in this movie, mm-hmm. but I don't blame them for wanting to be in the movie. And they're doing the best with what they've got. It's one of those uh, situations, you know? I
0: also, like, I don't feel bad criticizing this movie because, again, this is the most successful blockbuster of all time. This isn't some little indie art house production. It isn't something that came out in the 1980s and the politics haven't aged well. This came out in 2009. This came out in 2009 and
1: was wildly offensive. Like, not just... Not just a little bit, like, <laughs> like the whole—not just tone deaf, but concept like concept, thesis of up, the movie. Yeah.
0: Yes, is is uh ooh, yeah, just a wildly, um, wildly racist, and yes. so yeah, so and also you know, J- James Cameron, he's he's doing fine. He's doing. Okay. I was gonna say he's been
1: to the bottom of the goddamn ocean. Do you think he, he cares been what we of have to The Mariana say? trench. He's been bottom
0: of the Mariana's trench Like he, he doesn't give a shit what we're saying he does him. not care he is <laughs> yeah. yeah he so so when he went to the bottom of the I Mariana trench I remembered that he went to the bottom of the ocean
1: like halfway through this movie and I was like wait why <laughs> what? He go to the
0: bottom of the ocean again like, when I learned that fact I I was I was inconsolable <laughs> for days I couldn't I I just couldn't make sense of the world that I lived in. He like I don't know if he's the only is he the only person that's been to the bottom of the Mariana Trench? I think so.
1: I think what? there's like been only one expedition that has right. done it
0: and he and that was like his expedition. Because he so. finance, finance it. Maybe maybe other scientists are like, yeah, there's nothing of value down there, so yeah. we're just going to let jim go down there yeah we well, don't have again, time. he's where maybe he
1: maybe him and bezos and musk know something else musk and bezos are going up and they're like jim you go
0: down you go down <laughs> together yeah we'll, yeah, yeah we'll solve all the mysteries of the and we'll, we'll we'll figure out the best way to w- bait it escape this when we yeah. um used up all the resources. to like, why
1: did he go down to the bottom of the ocean again
0: because <laughs> he like likes to explore he I likes think is explore. his whole thing i think he has a bit and i think it comes out in this movie <laughs> uh a bit of sort of like uh a gentleman explorer uh energy mm-hmm. to him mm-hmm. um and a little bit of yolo a yolo um yeah like a yolo uh billionaire energy about him yes i don't know if he's a, i assume he may be a billionaire but um, he's got a lot of fucking money he's if got he's a lot of money. money yeah um so if during his dive on the challenger deep and this is such a <laughs> wet fact about him he discovered a new species of sea cucumber <laughs> a new species of squid worm and a giant single-celled amoeba. So, he has contributed to the scientific community yeah. in really tangible positive ways. Like yeah. we now know there's a different type of sea cucumber. Now. I know yeah. I know that probably that probably piques your interest and i and, and i think you had a point that he should maybe make documentary like he's passionate about environmentalism yes. about little little goopy bugs at the bottom of the sea like write a st- yeah like i want to see a, a spectacle about sea cucumbers yes more, more than exactly than and he has mm-hmm.
1: like he has made documentaries like he has yes. definitely done that which i was i loved uh hearing that he's I will say this, there wasn't anything like fucked up that I (laughs) found out about him, except for he's like, I think he puts his actors in some like dangerous positions for the shot. Um, But he, for the most part, he like means well and Mm -hmm. yeah, has, has done a lot for the scientific community. And I think if he just focused on that, um, then, you know, we wouldn't have had, then, we wouldn't be doing
0: this episode
1: we wouldn't we wouldn't be doing this episode yeah. though that's true all i
0: could find about him is just he's been married a lot which is not yeah. like you know which is like that happens it's kind of a red flag yeah <laughs> yeah it's kind of a red flag even though like you know it's not necessarily like uh a moral judgment a or moral something. judgment you know people live their lives yeah uh and i feel like my impression of that um of that Oscar race is that Catherine Bigelow wasn't su- like is not uh, suit what she was not super excited about having been married to him. Yeah. Um but I don't think that they have I don't even know if they have like a a tense uh, a tense uh, I don't think relationship. They I think do. he she thinks he's a great um diver, director and <laughs> you know that was probably fabricated by the media that sort of like narrative that they're their movies were going up against each other yes
1: yeah what i love about james cameron is he has such little respect for the viewers of his movies (laughs) because he's like he's like listen i'm gonna show you a bunch of stuff i'm gonna show you very Uh very clearly what's going on and then Re explain it more like they mm-hmm. the introduction to Sam Worthington's character, um, as this army vet who is ca- kind of called back to service because he is taking his brother's place. Um, he gives a lot of narration and voiceover, and it's literally just re explaining what you're already seeing, and it's sort of um framed as. I don't know why this had to be in the movie. I kept trying to figure it out. Mm-hmm. Why Sam Worthington has to do a vlog. Um, right, it, right. It's literally so that he can look into the camera and and tell you as the viewer exactly like recapping what you already saw. And then being right. like maybe some of his hopes for the future, which, again, you could get from like the right. scenes that you see.
0: <laughs> I think so. James Cameron did say that this. I loved this part of the Wikipedia is that in writing Avatar he drew inspiration from every science fiction he has ever re- read <laughs> because it was in space every single thing so um so that is why this is both like like generic and it seems like very familiar treaded territory in science fiction like as an alien story as a planet story as a uh that's sort of a space story but i love that idea that he was just like every single yeah i'm gonna put in every single thing uh, along
1: that he somehow needed to say it that he was like yes i don't know if you guys will pick up on this but uh one of the things that inspired me to make this was science fiction
0: right and he was accused by like someone who worked with him of like plagiarizing a lot of ideas from this person. Um and so I maybe that was to counteract that. And he's like, actually I plagiarized uh, everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He was like, I only worked with like very
1: generic tropes and stuff. But Yes.
0: So I think he was probably inspired because that's a that's a pretty uh usual thing in like science fiction is like a vlog a vlog. It's not called a vlog like, a video or audio diary, especially mm-hmm. if there's scientists involved, mm-hmm. as a framing device for the okay. story. But, yeah, it wasn't necessary, especially at the end when there's no more science experiment. But he right. he still does it as, like, I guess, you know, sentimentally. Um, but it's just so obvious in this movie yeah. that it's... Uh,
1: I guess, like, it, I, I definitely recognize the framing device, but in other movies where it's used as a framing device, it's, like, to frame something. Yes. But this is, like, it's not framing anything except, like, what you already just saw. Yes. And he'll be like, I... You know, or I don't know. I'm just like finding myself more and more not wanting to come back from the right from from the Navi. But like as you're as he's narrating that, you're seeing him do yes. that, and yeah, I you, it, that, you see you see yeah.
0: that happen. You all like also the conflict of like actively participating in um, colonization and yes. uh, genocide. Yes. Like is you see that conf- You could see that conflict. Like the character, the actor could portray that. But I I guess I guess also the vlog to defend the vlogs. I get they're used later to show that he was sending them to the wettest character of all time. Oh my god, that I'm not ready to
1: talk about. So you're talking about the wettest character who is um, the wettest
0: villain, contender for wettest villain. Yeah. He's um, just, I just thought of him as bad guy. I like, just thought of him as the bad guy, bad guy, because bad guys,
1: first line, your first introduction to bad guy is uh-huh. out there. Every living thing that crawls, flies or squats in the mud, wants to kill you and eat your eyes for juju bees. And he again, I was like, the they line.
0: we're writing these
1: lines for us.
0: What? <laughs> And again, even the most memorable character in this film, I don't remember his name. I just keep call him the Colonel. He's, oh, yes. He's Colonel yeah. Miles Rick Quaritch. So, so he was sending the vlogs to him to, as like kind of because he was like, hey, you're a Marine. Mm-hmm. Don't get too like don't get too embedded with the nerds and their work. Be more on the military side that just wants to exploit uh, exploit these people for their resources. Wow, okay. Uh- <laughs> and then so so uh
1: so Jake is introduced to his avatar and he gets to meet his which the avatars are all they say about them is that they're created with by by mixing the DNA from the Navi mm-hmm. and uh the person who is piloting the avatar. Um mm-hmm. their their human DNA. So they're these uh these hybrid creatures that the that they get to pilot and I, I lost my mind at the scene where they take the avatars out to start using them. And then we see, we get a shot of people in like hazmat suits or whatever, protective gear, like rinsing out the tubes that the avatars were kept in with hoses. They're rinsing out the goo and washing them down. And I'm like, why do we need to see this? I I get like this scene specifically, like, like rinsing out tubes with hoses are that's just for you and me (laughs)
0: that's just for us they were like one day this uh moving comedy podcast that is impossible for me to explain to my parents one day one day this this will be worth it to keep this in yeah in our three hour and james cameron is like listen
1: no budget restraints here if i want
0: it (laughs) if i think
1: about the scene and i want to put it in because decade a a decade from now there's going to be a podcast that needs it we're doing it Uh, this is on my dime i'm james cameron (laughs) like we're we're (laughs) uh i i actually have no idea what the budget was i assume it was incredible yeah Um,
0: yeah i assume it's it's pretty pretty high It's like a lot
1: of it was the technology which i don't know I think I read this that mm-hmm. it was it the same like did they did they uh, build off of the technology from the Polar Express, <laughs> the motion capture shit. I I think it. I feel like I read that James Cameron used that, but just like uh-huh. made it better.
0: So it, I think it's similar. So like I don't understand. He developed a new type of motion capture. That was more that allowed the characters to be more expressive in the face. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know how that works. I didn't really look into it. Um, it sounds cool. It sounds like again from a techno- technology standpoint, mm-hmm. from an effect standpoint. Even though this is like too much, it is amazing. Yeah. It, he he. It, it it's just him, it would have been
1: nice if this it was a good story.
0: Yes, he. Pi- <laughs> he it sounds like he. Created a new way of rend- rendering, uh, rendering images, rendering fate, like f- these characters, these creatures, these world building in-, in really innovative ways, um, but I don't understand understand it, and it didn't really again me, for what add <laughs> to the my enjoyment for, yeah. because the Navi's faces were they were like fairly expressive for yes. cat people. But that didn't. If that didn't, uh, that didn't fill me with um ah the way that yeah. that maybe it it should have um, right. And
1: I was like, especially this time around. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe it's seeing it over a decade later. I don't know, but like I seeing it this time around, I was like, ooh, I really don't like looking at them. I don't like their faces. Yeah, um, I I it, thought
0: it's, also like. The regular human faces looked weird, uh, oh. just when they're like human, like when they're in their masks, they looked like it looked off to me. The, the, and this, and then this is when I was finishing it, and I wasn't on the riverboat anymore. I was watching on a on a TV. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that um, would be so unfair. I'm like, oh, this looked awful when I was wa- when I was watching it on watching my tiny- on my phone. <laughs> yeah. With Um, glare yeah
1: and i was i was just like yeah they were uncomfortable looking to me and so i the whole time i was like oh they're like not i think they want me to like think that they're sexy but i don't like i would much like tramp from lady and the tramp is way
0: sexier than yes
1: and he's just like straight up a cartoon dog
0: i don't think because cats 2019 cat, is that bad? Like I think that I would much rather watch Cats than cat this movie, because um, it's just like it's fun. It's fun and it's just it's just so weird and, and it leads yeah. into the weirdness and the, the disturbing CGI and like <laughs> horniness of those cat people. <laughs> yeah. I can deal with that because yeah, like they Kenny Valley, open and, about it. Yeah. yeah, there isn't. It's it's not as insidious as this movie. Yes. Yeah. So what I loved was Sigourney Weaver, when we first meet her, she explains that the avatars needed to be. Uh, it'll take a few hours to get the avatars decanted, which I just. I loved that express. I don't know if in science decanting is is a term that they use. I haven't heard of it outside of wine. Um, Yeah. And so I love that. So it's I guess they have they been soaking in goo and they need to be like aired out a little bit. I think so. Yeah. That's wet. That's very wet. Yeah. Needing
1: to use... That's super fucking wet.
0: Yeah, using the word decanting. Uh
1: I'm sure Because yeah, that it's so specific yeah. and it it yeah, it ca- it calls to mind not only that the idea that you need to I think it's just that you need to get acclimated mm. to to the body for a little bit, yes. but specifically using that word, yes. it's like yeah, it needs to it needs to air out
0: because of In sci- in chemistry, Decantation is the process of pouring away a liquid while leaving a solid. So basically, straining. Oh, she gonna said, yeah. "Yeah, we gotta strain these. We gotta put put these avatars in a colander." But that's wet. Oh, that's so God. wet. They have to that's pour the so excess wet. goo out of out of the avatars.
1: Yeah, and then I wonder what they do. They probably just they probably just take it and just feed it back to the other avatars that are still mm-hmm. soaking.
0: Yeah are you Are you looking? You're, you're like. Looking to see if you can get some excess avatar goo.
1: Yeah, I'm just seeing. So <laughs> I, I didn't even tell you about this because it's gonna be my thing for next time. Okay. It's gonna be my wet moment of the week for next time, but I ordered some some toys. Okay. That sounds bad. Um <laughs> They're actual toys for little children. Okay. Um and it's like <sighs> I don't. Even, I have never seen them, heard of them before. I just saw them on a TikTok the other day, and I was like, ah, this is what I'm going to spend money on, and this is what I need in my life. They're like little molds that come with like a little face that you put in the mold, and then it comes with these like goo packets Ooh. that you crack like a... <gasps> a glow stick yeah, yeah. to like release mm-hmm. something and you mix it together and then you shove the little container of goo into the back of this mold oh, wow. and you squeeze it in and it like hardens Ooh. and you take hardens a little bit because you take it out and it's this squishy little guy that you made. Oh, nice. What are they called? Uh, fuck. They're called rainbow jellies. Rainbow jellies. Right. And th- I think that... Yeah, I'm interested in. Um, I think I could just use that for in my rainbow jellies.
0: Yeah, if you can get an extra, I, we always want to know who your goo guy is. Yeah, <laughs> you gotta have a good goo guy. And if you can get, if you can get the Resource Development Authority, I think that's what they're called, the RDA, to, yep. to ship you some ex- extra goo, um, not ethically sourced. Uh, but if you can get some extra goo, um, that we're always looking out for that. I'm excited. I'm excited to see 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 these these goopy goopy guys. Yeah, you see these little squishy
1: things. Oh the, yeah, it's gonna be so good. I can't wait to talk about it next time. Oh yeah. But
0: um yeah. So
1: they're um they've decanted the <laughs> the bodies and they're oh they I forgot this they're huge. They're really they're tall. Huge. They're really
0: huge. So that huge. later
1: um at the end of the movie or towards the end of the movie when like they're carrying Sigourney Weaver's human body mm-hmm. and she, and Sigourney Weaver is such a tall person and yes. in real life. And she just looks like a little
0: tiny baby. It's so yeah. weird. It's so uncomfortable. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So to link his mind to his Navi, he has to lie down and he, he feels the bed he's about to go into. It's a bed of goo. Oh yeah. Um, so he lies down on a bed of goo which, again, a wet touch. And he, he touches it and he's like, oh, I like this. Yeah, he's like. Like, and it's like sticky. It's not just yeah. like it's memory foam. It's like sticky, a sticky substance a yes. goo. And he so I li- think
1: there's something about in order to make the link happen, you've got to be like it's got to keep you like moist kind of.
0: We see this happen a lot, and and yeah. this kind of came up when I talked about um, being in a sensory deprivation tank. Yeah, uh, that's a trope in in science fiction that, in order for you to be able to connect your mind to something, like that makes sense to be in mm-hmm. in a se- get se- sensory deprivation, so yeah. you can just be the mental. Mm-hmm. Uh, but often we see in 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 Minority Report and Stranger Things. And DOA, which I don't have time to get into the TV oh, series. Oh, I watched that. Don't even worry about uh, it. I kno- they I know often what will put people in, like, tanks of water, <laughs> tanks of goo, so that their minds are better able to uh, predict pre-crimes or, or, like, upload their consciousness to somewhere or go to the Upside Down or whatever. Mm-hmm. So I think that's the what that... I think what these movies are positing is you need goo. Yeah. You need to submerge yourself in goo in order to ascend... Mentally, like, yes. like to to free your mind from your the the confines of your physical form and 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 go somewhere else. Yes, I totally agree, and
1: it's also mm-hmm. yeah, it's a very literal representation of the sort of fluid nature of mm-hmm. being of like connecting to yeah a higher a higher level or connecting with AI or, or whatever it is. Do um, you know what I was just thinking? Was like do you know what like the ultimate sensory deprivation tank is bottom of the marianas trench
0: (laughs) oh shit yeah (laughs) i wonder where his mind went yeah like just him and a single-celled amoeba and a new sea sea cucumber and
1: he probably was just like i need to just like I gotta write eight more Avatar movies. I need to <laughs> g- generate some ideas. I need to go into a sensory depriva- deprivation tank, but it's James Cameron. So he's like, I'm not gonna go in like a normal, I'm gonna go in the most sensory deprivation tank possible. Or, yeah, or maybe it's ocean. like
0: he, it's like cerebro. In yeah. X Men, and he yeah. wanted to find his like sixth wife, so yeah. he needed to go to go to the bottom of Mariana's Trench to to neurally network his mind to um, to find another wife. Yeah,
1: yeah, because it's like as close to the center of the Earth's core yes. you can get. Yeah, that would that would like give you access to like the mm-hmm. most um, circumference range of people. Yeah, yeah.
0: absolutely.
1: Uh, okay, so this fucking movie. So these be the the blue guys are um, playing they're out basketball. There. They're hanging out. Yeah, they're just like they're at like yeah. There's so he exits. He he makes the connection and he there's like a little summer camp set up <laughs> for like. <laughs> It looked really fun. It's just like you, you. Um, it's kind of like the first other side that you get to before you see what like where the Navi live, and you see all those visuals. This is the sort of you've you've crossed a threshold into like yeah, fun fun basketball
0: camp for Mm -hmm. uh for these giant Navi. And I think some backstory you get that I didn't the first time, um, that I didn't get when I was twenty years old, uh, or just because I had a splitting headache, um, was that Grace, Sigourney Weaver's character, and there's a lot going on with her character, uh, but she had previously had a school with mm-hmm. um, the Navi, and, and this is where, like... <sighs> they don't explain what happened. If you're gonna... Yeah, what I assume happened, because, again, you got some very... It's just so on the nose. It's such a Mm one-to-one of colonization history of the United States and globally, or of Indigenous people in the U.S., that um, it's just like, not only is that like two one-to-one, then the idea, because it is one-to-one, that makes the, the sort of white savior- and that portrayal of, of, an, of uh, a fake, but, but based on a lot of real, real cultures, that makes that even more fucked yes. <laughs> up is just the one-to-one. So I think that, like, I think what they were trying to say is that she had a school and, like, was doing her science. And then that broke down because of military intervention. Mm-hmm. And because there's two... What the movie portrays is two competing things where it's like, Grace, oh, Grace, oh, I'm just there to do my science. I'm just interested in this as, like, a science thing. And then the, like, cartoonishly evil Quaithe is his name. I'm just going to call him Quaithe. Uh, yeah, Quaith. Quaithe. Um, it's Quaritch, to, but... To, yeah, but we'll say we'll say he's a descendant of Veronica Quaithe um, from The Fly. And, and the military and the corporation them just being there to exploit the resources um but i think that sigourney weaver's character is just like i i think i don't know what they're trying to say because to me just as jake is she's just as complicit in in what the 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 more military people are doing because she's just as on board to like try to get the navi to leave their home tree yes and like she's just doing it. Oh, but I, she's doing it in a softer way, which is like could be an interesting commentary. But I don't think that James Cameron is, is like means to critique her, and then she right. becomes like a hero in the yes. end.
1: Yes, yeah. It, the problem, yeah. The problem is that, and again, like it's a one to one here, yes. and so that's that's why we're like. Addressing these things head on because it's like not a thinly veiled anything it's it's like just the same thing happening on this on uh, in like a planet the language they
0: use is the same is the same really like Mm -hmm. fucked up racist like white supremacist language that was used historic like historically
1: about yeah and so that's why it's so hard because like James Cameron has found himself in this situation where he's made this Mm -hmm. one-to-one but then has to have like a hero of the story at right. some point, which is why it's so weird in the end that like it's the it, it, he, like Jake is mm-hmm. the savior and Jake mm-hmm. is the leader and Jake is they all like uh, there there can be a uh, the aspect of like Jake uh, Jake's heart and mind being mm-hmm. changed and um, feeling. the the good energy among Mm -hmm. these people all of that could still be explored i don't know why he has to become the actual
0: savior and the actual leader
1: literally um
0: well i think because this is based on every single single thing that james cameron has ever read (laughs) yes (laughs) and in hollywood in science fiction uh in western western science fiction the white savior trope it is in like Ninety-nine percent of portrayals of Native or Indigenous people, yeah, and um, or or just generally like stories of people of color, and I'm like, this has been something that has been <laughs> written about Avatar, like, right? There's there's that information out there, like, uh, ri- written by people of color, and so the issue is that. It's not only like, is he, he's not only saving them, he becomes like the best one. Yeah. He becomes like, he, like, he captures their, their dragon. He becomes this,
1: yeah, he becomes this mythical, yeah, leader. This, mm-hmm. yeah, that only comes, you know, once in a generation, once every several, several generations because mm-hmm. he's tamed this, like, the most, the biggest dragon or whatever.
0: And so I think um, you can yeah. have a, narrative that is you know anti-us military (laughs) right and well like in a week they i think they're um i think it's somewhat removed because again they're like uh they seem to be like a paramilitary but jake is a marine um i think you can have that narrative um be a huge blockbuster if you portray the bad colonizers as being like cartoonishly bad and violent and brutal and then but no no no, there's some like good good humans or like uh there are so that you know americans or white people while watching won't they won't feel uncomfortable watching it because there right. is kind of absolve it, it absolves us of having to like think about very real history even in a silly blue mo- movie about yes. blue 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 people um so i think it goes beyond like you know, you had good intentions. It's like, no, that this is a narrative written. These narratives are written for a purpose, whether that, yeah, whether it was intentional or not. But it, but there is a sort of purpose in in these in these types of narratives. Yeah, yes. I wanted to get this. It's actually good to get this out of the way because, like, this is like <laughs> I knew we were going to talk about this, but I didn't realize like how much it was just the whole movie. <laughs> yeah, the whole movie.
1: To, like. And uh, and there was like a significant amount of the movie left where I was like, OK, there's still so much time to not have this end this the way we know it's yes, going to end. And yes. that's like I <laughs> I wrote down at one point, um, as soon as a scene begins, I know exactly how it's going to end yes, and yes. not because and uh, probably because it's just drawing on general tropes. But like you want to make a movie that's just Redoing general tropes for like that's what you want. Okay. Okay. But like this is the biggest blockbuster of yeah. all time. Um but okay, so I would like to get into Shahelu, which is the bond. Okay. That mm-hmm. there okay, so this is This section of the podcast is going to rely heavily on like the fact that I misremembered. I think I misremembered a bunch of things about the movie because Mm -hmm. I thought I knew that they have uh, so they have little tentacle things in Mm -hmm. their ponytail. All of them have a ponytail because they all have this thing that Mm -hmm. is like little little tendrils that come out and connect Mm -hmm. to and, and uh, so Weaver explains it later like it's they connect to like a network um, mm-hmm. and uh, with the rest of the planet and they can communicate. They can send information and right. receive information. They can even upload and download information mm-hmm. from their their trees, yeah. which are the hubs of the of the world. Mm-hmm. So they use their little tentacle things in their ponytails to physically connect to other parts of the world. We see them do it with plants. Yes. They can they can connect mm-hmm. to a plant and and communicate with it. They do it with creatures. Now, what I th- misremembered was I thought they do that to have sex.
0: Yes. This is, this is, this is like, I don't know if this is a Mandela effect. So, there was a scene. Oh, <gasps> okay. Of, so according to the internet and James Cameron, there's a deleted scene where Jake and Natiri connect their braids and that's okay. their love scene. And it was put back into like some of the DVD releases and then taken huh. out of like the final cut that went on Disney Plus. But I remember it being in the theatrical. I remember seeing this scene Same. and being uncomfortable. So the reason
1: why this is so crucial to me yeah. is because it has a huge effect on how I view a big emotional pivotal scene in the yeah. movie. Yeah. Uh-huh. Yeah. 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 and we're thinking of the same thing yes. so it's when he tames his Ekron. yeah and this is so this is a um a moment that all uh navi go through in adolescence mm-hmm. or not in adolescence but at a certain point they it, there's like a ceremony where they go up into these mountains that are floating mm-hmm. in the sky and they find uh the where all of these animals live um mm-hmm. they're like dragon creatures called ikron and Nateri explains what's going to happen and she says you make the connection with them mm-hmm. and then you must choose Ikron and Ikron must choose you is what she says. Mm-hmm. And then t- to my knowledge when I viewed that scene in theaters that's not what happened. Yes. It didn't seem to me like the Ikron was also choosing him back. Yes. And I because the connection that he makes with the Ekron is, uh, it's a really, it's a violent scene yes. where he, mm-hmm. he uh, vi- like gets on top of the ecron, wrestles it to the ground, mm-hmm. shoves its face in the ground, and then makes that connection. It's really important to me to know whether this is the same way that they have intercourse, because <sighs> it is yeah. isn't this a rape scene? And this is yes. the scene where, when I saw it in theaters, I was looking around, making eye contact with people, being like, Are people watching the same scene as me? Like, this is that not what this so, scene is. So and l- re watching it, I will say, I feel like I misremembered it. Like, I had built it up in my head because it wasn't as tr- violent and traumatic mm-hmm. of a scene as I had remembered mm-hmm. in my head. I think it's partially because I built it up. Um, in my head because it it is right. it is really
0: uncomfortable and you so remember I'd, seeing yeah. the sex scene in the theaters, right yeah yes because i exactly <sighs> what's going on why is the internet telling me it wasn't in theaters i have no
1: idea because i think that's a really important detail because yes. otherwise like how do you not view this as a, as a rape scene
0: I could see them taking it out of later cuts because of people being like, hey, Maybe. Uh, that's fucked up if that's how yeah. they have sex and and tame their right. like, flying because horses. Because if
1: it's not how they have sex, then it's, I don't know, it's less, uh, it's less violent to me because it's like, I just really need to communicate with you yes, rather than. Yeah,
0: mm-hmm. yeah <laughs> so, uh, it's, it's still uh, yeah. weird. I, again, like a lot of the parts of this movie, I pr- would have preferred not to see it. Yeah. Yeah, it it
1: is even even viewing it with the lens that like, oh, this wasn't as violent. This mm-hmm. apparently in this cut of the movie is not how they have intercourse. Yes. Okay. Um, it's still it's still really uncomfortable. Yeah. Like it's still um there's like language that doesn't need to be used. Mm-hmm. He says like you're mine at the end, and I remember that really
0: like Yeah affected yeah. me. Um also it's like a connection for life. And yeah. then later when he the Taruk, which is like mm-hmm. this mythical beast that hasn't been that for centuries hasn't been uh tamed by any any Navi, um, he tames it and that becomes like his new dragon yeah and i'm like what happened to the first dragon <laughs> like, i know like, and he uses bro. that first
1: dragon to get to yeah. the like yeah he makes it participate in like oh i'm leaving you for <laughs> i do think i saw that he just after like at the end he's uh-huh. like uh toruk Mokto wasn't needed anymore oh, and so okay. he left so he, so he okay. lets it go he okay. was li- he literally just did it so that it he temporary. could like show them that he's the best at being them. He can show them that they need him to come in and save their civilization. Yes, exactly, exactly.
0: And like, he's literally able to put on not just the costume, but (laughs) an avatar of them. Yeah. But at any point, you know, if this gets too scary, this is what was wild. For a while, I was like, okay, this is Inception rules. If he dies in his Navi body, he's going to die in real life and yeah. that would up the stakes. No, they're no. fine if they do. Yeah, I
1: kept being like,
0: "Oh There's shit." No and I was like, "Oh yeah, no, wait, there he is." The only tension came when the the military was like threatening his like his real body. Yeah. I was like Yeah, it not only takes away a lot of like stakes, but you're just like, "Bro, this is a video game to you. This is, yeah. I honestly was like, Jake is having the weirdest study abroad ever. <laughs> <laughs> he's going to come back and he's gonna be like, it was wild, it was great. And like, d- does, doesn't see the, the havoc he's wreaked in another country, but he's going to have great memories of it. Um, yeah. But yeah, he had a weird study abroad for sure. Um, oh, yeah, and so my, my final thoughts
1: on the that scene are like, I think it's clear that at some point it was. Uh, I'm I'm not wrong for reading it as a like assault scene. Yes, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. Because I think I think they do. I think they do connect their ponytails. I think we know that we didn't make it up. Yeah. Um, and but so an inexplicable part of this movie that I was like, you know what? I don't care that this is. Mm-hmm. Unnecessary. I'm glad it's in here. Is Giovanni Ribisi? Um, <laughs> okay. I I it's just loved Rabis. every second. He was he was not in the movie enough.
0: He's not in it very long. But and he... at one point they just forgot and they, they, yeah. you don't
1: hear from his character again. And you're like, where is he during all of this? You don't see. You,
0: that's a thread left dangling in the wind. <laughs> this was another Mandela effect moment for me. um I was like, oh, that's the guy from Succession. Giovanni Ribisi is not in Succession, which seems oh. like a huge oversight. He is, however, a composite character of yes. everyone who's in, in, in the TV show Succession in how he looks and talks and this, this particular character. Um, yeah, and I, I every time I got to say Giovanni Ribisi, which I loved... Yep. Yeah, he. I think he's supposed to represent the like evil corporate side. Yeah. Whereas uh, Colonel Quay represents the military, the evil of the military. Yes. And Grace represents the evil of like of like science that that scientific exploration uh, or other uh, yeah outreach. And she's under redeemed uh, in yeah, the she's not evil in basically the just but. being
1: like, um, "Well, we shouldn't kill
0: them." <laughs> She's and like, then yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, she's please, redeemed. Yeah, please. She's like, uh, yeah, maybe we shouldn't shoot them with sh- with machine guns. And you're yeah. like, oh, OK, this is this is a cool. She was OK yeah. with
1: displacing them. Yes, um, yes, So she could learn about their network of trees. Yes. and stuff.
0: That was that she makes it so clear,
1: like her a big monologue that she gets is uh-huh. is describing how the soul trees are how Mm -hmm. how they what they mean to the people and how they use them yeah and i think yeah she just knowledge of that is is what she wanted but yeah i i at one point i was like who gave giovanni Rabisi food he has shoved his mouth is stuffed for an entire scene that he's in doesn't have a whole lot of them but for one he. Someone no one else has food. No one else in the scene has food. Someone gave Giovanni Rubisi food. And then at uh two hours into the movie, at the two hour mark, Giovanni Rubisi looks directly into the camera and goes, You have one hour. And I was like, Oh, I know I still have one hour. Oh my God. Oh, boy. I, literally, the timestamp is an hour. It's like that, an hour and five minutes, wow, but there's five wow. minutes what of credits. Wow, so um, what a filmmaker.
0: What a filmmaker James Cameron is. <laughs> oh. So, yeah, I love, la- yeah, a critically wet moment that I want to talk about is, um, but we're jumping around, but this movie, it, it just the narrative doesn't matter. Um, So... Jake is separated. He his first outing in his Navi body. He gets separated from Sigourney Weaver, and uh, he's out in the jungle all alone. Mm-hmm. And he doesn't. He it gets dark. It gets dark. And yeah. um, here's the thing: he could go to sleep and yep. wake up in his real body and be like, "Yep, I'm in the jungle. Here's where I am." <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah it's you're fine you're fine and the mission
1: to try to retrieve his body they they spend a ton of time and energy on trying to retrieve his body and then at one point Sigourney Weaver is like we just have to go back he just has to survive the night and I was like oh god and then I and then they show you that he's fine and I'm like oh wait no
0: he doesn't just wake. I think you're like not supposed to wake him up but like they could wake him up yeah, They show that they could. Yeah.
1: But so he it's dark and he doesn't realize that if he just waits a little bit, the entire forest will bioluminesce. Yes. And and that's another thing is I'm pretty sure James Cameron thinks he invented bioluminescence. <laughs> yeah. And that's a thing that happens in real, lo- uh, real life. On our yeah. Planet. He and probably I probably
0: would have seen that a lot at the bottom of
1: the Mariana Trench. Yeah. Yeah. And he was like, I got to bring this to the surface. I got to no one on the surface will have heard of this or believe it. Um, But yeah, he thinks he invented bioluminescence, but Jake doesn't know that that's going to happen. So he wants to create fire. So he like wraps a stick in cloth and then Mm -hmm. just like this is where I wish I had seen uh, the seconds leading up to this. He's somehow found out that in a plant, in flowers mm-hmm. that are growing, there's like this earwax shit.
0: <laughs> it looks yes, like, yes. You know, it's like marmalade. This is critically wet <laughs> moment
1: for me. Yeah. And he dips his little torch thing in this like... Plant it looks earwax. like a
0: stir. Like, yeah, and he just knows yeah. it's
1: flammable. Yeah,
0: which
1: I, he's had military training, so maybe he knows. Yeah. you know. Yeah. But but I was just like, what a wild decision to just like <laughs> dip, just hope this earwax you found in a plant is flammable. <laughs>
0: <laughs> yeah, he, he has no survival skills, and and Nataris, so who's character, comes and like tells him, and this is the only part of the movie that i like is that she Usain. just like calls him a dumbass, and you're like you're a dumb baby and she, she just keeps, keeps calling, calling him you're a baby. baby and i love yeah. that i just love that yeah. in theaters so i was just like yeah he's a dumb baby yes and she keeps saying it <laughs> you, everything he does just oh you're, you're a baby. baby
1: i really liked zoe Sadana's performance in this it movie is good. i will say yeah,
0: yeah. um also okay Michelle Rodriguez in this movie oh I know
1: she showed up and I was like now it's family baby now, uh, <laughs> she's
0: so hot in this movie she's um, so Michelle Rodriguez She's in this so movie like she is, the most she is kind of she's giving off some like letty energy in that she's yes. like piloting something um, for a heist uh, mm-hmm. and I think this is what the timeline probably doesn't match up Um, but in that period of time where we think Michelle Rodriguez is dead as Letty and the Fast and Furious, and she has amnesia, this is Mm -hmm. what she was doing. She was not only like doing, uh, crime stuff, she was also on Pandora. I think so too. I don't I don't see any reason why that couldn't work out. Yeah. It's
1: the only thing that makes sense. And also it's literally the same character.
0: And and um, so she was she was this was a wet role for her. Uh, yes. she was every time they talked about we're going into the flux vortex. <laughs> I lost my mind. I was like I love that. I was like <laughs> um and because they have to set up that what the flex vortex does but that was very wet to me it's just where somewhere where like your rate There probably is something more advanced than radar it's so dumb
1: though sophie because it's like technology doesn't work but that's not what it is because all their shit still flies right they can still use they can still use all of the Mm -hmm. technology on their aircraft to shoot at at mm-hmm. the Navi and everything, they just can't use like homing missiles and mm-hmm. like tracking devices. Mm-hmm. That's all the flux. The what is it? The flux capacitor. The the flux region. The fl- whatever.
0: The, the flux vortex.
1: Yeah, the flux vortex. Yeah. Um mm-hmm. That, yeah, I th- because it's, I kept being like, what, what doesn't work here? It seems like the only thing, because they have to make it so that the Navi can fight back. Mm-hmm. And so there, it has to, the battle has to take place in this environment where like the battlefield is sort of even, mm-hmm. um, yeah. where the Navi's weapons would, n- they already don't use tracking, yes. um, and mm-hmm. all of that. So now it's kind of the same. Right. Um, right. Yeah. Yeah. Clunky, clunky metaphors and storytelling and stuff because also they don't describe where the flux vortex is really they just say just sometimes Uh that when it's when it's narratively convenient they'll Mm -hmm. be like oh Mm -hmm. no we're we entered the flux
0: vortex now our shit won't work Mm -hmm. yeah that was wild to me um what i don't understand is that like so he when he's with the humans his navi body's like asleep yeah so, but that's sometimes he's, and that I get that at night. Like we see, like uh, he's still asleep after his night with Natiri and she can't wake <laughs> him up because he's like awake. Um, but sometimes he's like awake during the daytime in his human body. Yes, but maybe his Navi body is like I don't know. I don't no, know. No, that that's a huge. I think that is he a just like passes hole. out somewhere. Yeah. So. Uh, critically wet. So I think that Quatch or Quaith or whatever, the, 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 oh, yeah, the bad military guy with the scars, has some not only a wet villain, has some of the wettest lines ever. Every
1: line he says. So oh. I was
0: trying, and I think, so the scene where they, the military takes over. Yeah. And they, they grab Sigourney Weaver and Sam Worthington's bodies. To, like, wake him up. Mm -hmm. He says about Jake's body, he says, wheel this meat out of here. Yep. (laughs) That was a critically wet. Wheel this meat out of here. Another another critically
1: wet line that he has is um, he likes to call himself Papa Dragon. Yes, Uh, he does. He calls himself Papa a couple times. And I was like, stop calling yourself Papa. Yeah. Um, And then... And that's when I asked myself, are there people who love this movie? (laughs) Um, He goes, this is Papa Dragon. I want this mission high and tight. I want to be home for dinner. And I was Uh, like, oh, my God. That was
0: what he says at one point, I might just give you a big wet kiss.
1: Yep uh I, for no reason for no why reason. why that language this is again this is james cameron Just, signaling to us the hosts of the is it web podcast that like this movie only exists the in the way and the form
0: that it does to be on this podcast yes exactly exactly um so yeah that that is so wet um some things we haven't talked about is i don't Even making jokes about it, it's not going to be as funny as Julio Torres' SNL sketch about the papyrus. Oh my god, the papyrus. The papyrus subtitles. Stephen, not this again. I forgot about it for years, but then I remembered that Avatar, the giant international blockbuster, used the papyrus font as its logo. Avatar, the movie from like nine years ago? Yeah, he just highlighted avatar. He clicked the drop-down menu and then he just randomly selected papyrus like a like a thoughtless child just wandering by a garden, just yanking leaves along the way.
1: I can't I cannot believe this. It it and and this is the shit where it's like what it what was the purpose of it to draw on like it sort of I guess it looks like old timey writing yes kind of because yeah. it's mm-hmm. called papyrus mm-hmm. and um and that's how they speak they speak in in papyrus um, yes yes and yeah that's awful it's just awful um. It's like they had that there as a placeholder and then they forgot to do anything with it. Yes,
0: yes. Um, yeah, this is a real... To reference another like sketch comedy... Sketch... Uh, sketch. Mm-hmm. You know the one that's like... It's it's a Michelin Webb sketch uh, that's like two uh, Nazis or German soldiers in World War Two, and they're like are we the baddies? And they're, like, looking at their, they're looking at their hats and there's, like, their skulls on, um... Yes. So this is a very much, like, besides Michelle Rodriguez, like, you got, like, this is all of the people on this base are, like, your leader has scars, you're using, um, language from 200 years ago that was used, like, genocidal language, like... Mm-hmm. Yes, people participate. Every character in... is a
1: caricature of <laughs> of themselves.
0: Yeah, people participate in 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 fucked up systems all the time, but it's it, it is it always so blatant? <laughs> right, exactly.
1: Yes. Um Yeah, it's. But, um... Yeah, I mean, I think yeah, Michelle Rodriguez might be the most redeemable character mm-hmm. in this movie because she, never she recognizes to be a navi. No, yeah. she never tries to be an obvious. She doesn't try to, she's just like, yeah, this is bad and wrong. And I used to think one thing and now I've gotten more information. So I think another thing and my views have changed. We need to get the fuck out of here and I might have to die.
0: Yeah. And she just dies exploding like another ship, which is just yeah. like, yeah, yeah. Like go, conf- yeah. go just full on snowpiercer from the fight, the, the, system that you're a part of. And like she she just Yeah, yeah. She might yeah. be the 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 most redeemable of the of the human characters. Yeah. Um yeah, oh boy, Papa Dragon. Oh. Is Avatar is it technically a cyberpunk movie? Ooh fuck. What makes a cyberpunk movie? Um you uh high tech and low, um and like shitty dystopian uh system. So I think uh, that Earth Yeah, is. so yes, yes, I was gonna
1: say, I we don't know what's happened to Earth in mm-hmm. this movie, but I think we could classify this as cyberpunk because to me this is like what it like in Blade Runner, how we're like, we don't know what off world is like, um, we only find out where we're only immersed in the in the dank streets of LA. Um, this is what's happening off world kind of yeah. like, uh, this is w- what would be happening on Earth. Earth probably looks a whole hell of a lot like yes. Blade Runner
0: world. Yeah, I would guess. Yeah. And, and like, I think that he mentions like, when he is able to communicate to their tree of life. Um, yeah. <laughs> better than they than the Navi can. Yep. He's but like, better Listen, we can. fucked up Earth. It used to be green. It's shitty now. Um he so he is disabled, which we know. <laughs> a lot of ableism in oh this Oh my god, movie. we not we yeah, we did not we mention even that. Even all. about that. Uh but he can't afford the surgery that would ex- restore his ability to use his his legs. That that to me is pretty cyberpunk. Um Yes. It, so yeah, I think this is a, a a rare like off-world cyberpunk movie that um and and uh, Pandora very vaporwave the oh, the sort absolutely. of like neon bioluminescence the yep. the sort of landscapes. I wonder, yeah, yeah. Th- I think this is a vaporwave movie,
1: if not yes, cyberpunk.
0: The... Totally. Um. Yeah, I think that that
1: ad for amc or whatever theater it is that i was talking about yeah um that's like super cyberpunk for sure yes, and like yeah again that's yeah. just a better version of avatar
0: it um, is it's it's like you're there you're living in a society where um you're like a little uh, gelatinous red ball that has to just go to the theater and perpetually remind people of to follow the rules of the theater. I think that's very cyberpunk. Oh, yeah. You also
1: pretty much just described the the blob. (laughs) (laughs) Blob's true. Blob's movie theater.
0: (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. If you're my mom, yeah, look up Vaporwave. Go on Mm -hmm. a, yeah. Go on a journey. My mom probably knows a Vaporwave. My mom was probably Vaporwave back in the 60s. And I'm like, yeah your mom's like yeah Yeah. you i'll tell you what vaporwave is yeah i'm being disrespectful yeah oh no at the very end so yeah you're right that the last the third act of the movie just breaks down we get um yeah the other part of this movie like is them just like (laughs) fucking up all of the humans and like Just take him all out. Uh, Which yeah, this movie does teach you that violence is the answer. Violence is the answer, which I like. Always. Yep. Um, Mm -hmm. Yeah, I just want to know. So my final three, my final like note on this was one. I wrote, "I wish I was dead." Yeah. (laughs) My second (laughs) note was, this movie is just shows the perils of dating anyone named Jake. Oh, yeah. Honestly, this is what's going to happen. If you date anyone named Jake, this is what's going to happen At its core, that is what this movie is about. And Jake Sully? Jake Sully. Jake Sully. From... uh, If he's from Methuen, yeah. Jake Sully. Watch out. Yeah. Yeah.
1: And what was the third note?
0: Oh, uh, the third thing was... Oh, he should have, like... He at no point really explained... His whole deal to Nataria, yeah, yeah. You mean like who he, he didn't, is? Like who he <laughs> is? Um, yeah, like what? So she didn't ask. Like so, him betraying. He didn't really like. It was like a lie of omission. He he just didn't say like what he was really doing. Yeah, like he didn't explain. Like, listen, I'm in a vat of goo yeah. right now. Uh, they, I think they know that they're asleep because they call I, them like. Well, dreams. so yeah, this is
1: a this is a huge source of confusion for me because yes because of the backstory of like Sigourney Weaver's character had mm-hmm. set up a school for them and like was was learning from them but was also teaching them I thought they were fully aware of like what the avatars were that it was yes. a body created from some Navi DNA and some human DNA that the human body is piloting mm-hmm. I thought they were aware of it but then Neytiri uh You know, freaks out when Jake is asleep and can't wake him back up again. Right. So I was like, wait, they don't know what the bodies are? What do they think these Navi creatures are
0: that are And then they like, and then she sees his real body at the end. Because his uh he's like he wakes he like wakes back up in that body and she's like, Yeah, I guess seeing him for the first time. Uh Uh-huh. And we haven't gotten into, like, I see you oh, as... Oh, God. It's, it doesn't mean anything. Um, but, yeah, that seems... Sh- like, she seems surprised. Yeah.
1: <laughs> yes, very surprised. And so I was like, this whole time, what have they thought these not clearly navi creatures that are not navi they just refer to like sky people those are the the people who came in from the sky um they're referring to humans but like Mm. what do they think the connection is between the humans and these the uh and jake they know jake is not navi they know he's not what do they think he is like what do they think this body is that they've been interacting with i thought surely (sighs) they know what's going on but then they don't really know what's going on because he has to But then they do know what's going on because Neytiri like explains, oh, so what this tree is going to do is it's going to like look at your human body and your Navi body and like decide if you deserve to live in the Navi body, it will upload your consciousness into just the Navi body. And like she says this with so much conviction and like Mm -hmm. she is sure of what's happening. And I'm like, what do they know and not know it's yeah that those details of the movie i wish had been a little clearer yes yes for sure
0: yeah so and also like letting the humans go and letting giovanni ribisi's character leave yeah i guess like they didn't want to like make anyone uncomfortable by being like No, they're gonna go back and bring more people, but they're like, no, we're gonna defeat them so bad that they won't come back. There's like untold riches to exploit here, but if I know anything about the U.S. military, is they won't they won't get into a conflict again, leave it alone. Yeah, yeah, they're just gonna be like, that's your sovereign territory. It's like, no, I'm sorry, I think I think you're gonna have to not let g- yes don't and, let and that's where your bc leave
1: that's where that's where i mean like if you're gonna have the lesson be it, like so many mixed messages here like the lesson is yeah. they've got to fight back they've got to and you you want the navi to fight back you want jake mm-hmm. to help them fight back and defend their territory so the lesson seems to be like violence is the answer but then but yes. then they backtrack and say but not a little bit and
0: and but like let <laughs> let yeah but like for the cartoonishly evil yes yeah. not yeah not that i like i'm advocating them just like s- slaughtering all of the non-combatants but like but that's where
1: the narrative of the movie led you to that's where <laughs> right you right. you it's two and a half hours of build-up to like ultimately, even though they're this peaceful society, because we've interfered with them, they have to rise to our Right, right. Yeah, they have to rise to us and use violence back. And then right, you, right. you want them to. Because multiple times you see their entire habitat raised to the ground. You've seen there's yes. like two yes. separate like uh like genocide scenes almost. Yes. There's the yeah. tree mm-hmm. and then there or there's their home and then there's yeah. the tree. And, uh, they like, so, so you, the movie makes you watch those and you have no other choice but to be like, yeah, I want them to fight back. (laughs) And I think that's what these types of movies, these white savior like types of movies do is like, they have to learn from the white man how to fight back on on his terms. And then he's ultimately praised for that. Yes. Yeah. Um, and yeah, this does that again. This movie is doing n- literally nothing new with with the story. <laughs> it's doing new things with the technology. And again, like I, I want to come back to my original point where James Cameron, I get that like I get you want to use this technology and, and make these
0: really cool creatures. I get you want this to be every science fiction <laughs> movie you've seen, which.
1: Yeah, just make a <laughs> fake documentary about fake creatures
0: <laughs> on, a, on a fake planet um yeah that would yeah. be cool or like there's like i think what he is really passionate about is uh, environmentalism but yeah, probably like yeah. you know r- the rich celebrity version of of that right uh and like there's so many ways he could have made a, <laughs> yes. a movie about environmental like environmentalism um or or a critique of like capitalism um yeah that just like wouldn't have this sort of this ba- this baggage um yes. but yeah dude come on
1: yeah and it was extra fucked up that in this movie they were like not only is he like the savior of all of them too he's the he's the one that like their god of their planet Yes. They're, yes. They're, that this like mother like earth Uh, being or whatever she has chosen him and like Mm -hmm. she makes this decision that he deserves to live in this body and Mm -hmm. that like they can't even communicate with their god the way that
0: he can like that is so fucked up this is like this is like this is get out oh my god Yeah, yeah um yeah oh wow it really is uh yeah a wild wild study abroad for, it really is. Um, for for Jake, for sure. Boy. Oh, boy. So uh, do you want to hear some facts about James Cameron's creative process when yes, creating please. the Navi? Oh, my God. Yeah.
1: Like the look of them?
0: <laughs> yeah. Okay. So on the inspiration for the look of the Navi, uh, the alien race and Avatar, quote, my mother said... I had this dream about a 12 foot tall, blue woman. And I thought, that's kind of a cool image. So in 76 or 77, I was writing my first screenplay, a big science fiction story that took place on multiple planets. Oh my God. (laughs) So his mom had a dream about a tall blue woman. Had she just seen The Fifth Element? In the, yeah. Well, this is in the night, and it sounds like this was in the 1970s. Oh, okay. She had a dream in the 1970s and told her son, "Oh, it's such a weird dream." And then he was like, "All right, I'm gonna write a screenplay. I'm gonna work on it for 40 years." Yep. And then it's gonna be the biggest blockbuster of all time.
1: Oh my god. Yeah, I mean, they're they're striking. They have a yeah, visually, they're very striking. And they were a fun costume for
0: everyone to be that year. (laughs) Did you have you ever had a dream that you could? That you think would be the next big Hollywood blockbuster? Honestly, I
1: did have. Okay, so (laughs) I get get James Cameron a little bit there. Okay. I had this dream that I woke up and wrote down in a diary. I was so bad at keeping diaries when I was little. Or Mm -hmm. always. I've always been bad at keeping diaries. And this one time I was like, oh my God, I got to write this down. And it was this like epic story that I thought was like, and for years I was like, I think I really have something here. So I get it when he, mine was a place where it, it there was a planet where time didn't exist. Oh, super okay. James Cameron, right? Yes.
0: Ugh. Yes. No, that's some Christopher Nolan is yeah. listening. Yep. And you need to approach him. So like what, what, what were the sort of impacts of, So there was this thing where like
1: every year, I think every year this happened where one person's like would get every year on the planet where time doesn't exist. No, every year on Earth, every year on Earth, uh, Mm -hmm. this this phenomenon would happen where someone got like someone would get stuck in time. Like Mm. you would just uh, when the second passes from one second to another, it just wouldn't for you and you would get transported to this planet where time didn't exist and so the main character just like wakes up there and is like what the fuck happened and they're like oh welcome like there's you're the person this year who who time just like stopped working for and then um and i think the way it worked was like there was a wall between time and the planet and so the planet was called wall um that was also I what i love it yeah i wrote this okay. into a short story and in, in i think fifth grade too oh my god and the story was called wall and uh and i do still have it so <gasps> i i just gotta find it um i do think i have it in my possession though but Yeah. And so the way that you had to get, I I forget what happens in the middle, but ultimately the way that you can get yourself out of this situation is you have to get Mm -hmm. time to exist for yourself. Yes. Um, And Mm -hmm. no one's ever tried that because time doesn't exist in Wall, but the main Mm character is like determined to do it and basically like makes a clock out of like mm. wood and, and then like powers it with pedals mm. or something and just it's dumb they just like get the idea of time yeah. to it uh, they build a clock and make it work and then uh that sends her back to earth and it and then it's as if nothing ever happened and i guess fuck the wow. rest of the people that live in wall
0: i love that i i <laughs> like i i think that's a great idea i want to read this story i think there's a that that has like way more that's way more of an interesting uh premise than 12 foot tall blue woman yep um which i mean yeah not again that's a cool dream to have in the 1970s but it's also
1: not a dream it's 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 just like a person that was in the
0: dream Yes. and and a vague
1: vague description of her yes
0: (laughs) yeah i but i love this your your yours could that could be like a metaphor for Depression, yeah, for sure. Um, trauma, yeah, trauma, yeah. Like, there's a lot, a lot there, and yeah, I'd be really interested. Yeah, actually, yeah, don't let's let's, you know, how we tag, we send every episode of this podcast to Christopher Nolan. Don't yeah. send that one because I, I don't want, I want you to produce this movie. I don't I want so Christopher too. Nolan to, to do it, one of his freaky time movies. Yeah, yeah. So, Another thing that came up in the design of the okay. um, the Navi was uh James Cameron in his Playboy interview <laughs> he said that he insisted his Pandora dwelling Navi females quote unquote have tits okay even though quote that makes no sense because her race, the Navi aren't placental mammals okay uh, first of all, how do we know that <laughs>
1: How do we know that they're not placental mammals?
0: Because <laughs> he's making it up. But okay. but he's like, I was with someone like, why would they have tits, James Cameron? Yeah. How often was he defending the tits? <laughs> yeah. Oh That's boy. that is wild. And yeah, you didn't uh, need to talk about that. We're used to alien ladies having boobs when it doesn't. Yeah, make no sense. one
1: questioned it. We were like, oh, a man made this movie, right? We get it. Got it. Got it. Um, no but he's explanation. like, no, I want to be
0: scientifically accurate.
1: Yeah. And he wa- and also that he's like a creep. But they but like obviously they wouldn't have them because they're obviously not placental mammals.
0: <laughs> yeah. So like I want you to know that like from a from a scientific uh standpoint, I don't stand by them having having boobs. But from my standpoint as James Cameron, they, they I insisted. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He's like, listen, we all know, everyone's going
1: to know when they watch this movie. Everyone's going to know that they shouldn't have boobs.
0: But they're all going to be like, hell yeah, James Cameron, thank you for putting them in there anyway. (laughs) Yeah, I mean, this was still the 2000s. They weren't going to have flat chested aliens. No, No. No, it's not going to happen. Oh, boy.
1: Um, My last note is on the when the end credits start playing and <laughs> there's a song that comes on and i was like oh my god was this supposed? it's it is almost the exact same song as my heart will go on yes
0: yes and
1: mm-hmm. i when it first started playing i was like oh my god is this supposed to be my this movie's version of my heart will go on <laughs> and then it keeps playing and there's a key change at the exact same point as my and i was like oh yeah the answer is yes this is supposed to be this movie is my heart will go
0: on (laughs) and it's called like i see you or some shit which how do you interpret so they they say that to each other like i see you like i think they should say i know you and then it's like it's like in the
1: biblical sense (laughs) um but i see you it's just like he it means like i understand i see your true personality i see
0: you i see you i get it yeah as as a white guy i get it and now i and uh you know what this is my deal too now yeah
1: i think i see you just like directly translates to hot white boy summer
0: (laughs) (laughs) this movie is the ultimate hot white boy summer this was what white boy summer for jake for sure for sure now we've seen it someone tell ched hanks (laughs) yeah. <laughs> this is his white boy summer yeah someone um, tell chet hanks if he wants to have
1: one it's gonna be a pretty harrowing journey <laughs> okay
0: <laughs> he's gotta gonna earn need it. to give up like eight years of his life six of yeah. those and cry sleep. yeah um oh boy oh keanu
1: don't put your he brought in a plant he oh. brought he brought in a plant it looks really cool buddy oh it's got goo inside it oh. i don't know i don't want the goo no i don't want to share the goo with you as a <laughs> snack you you have that to yourself yeah you take that you eat you all your wax from inside of that
0: that alien flora oh. somewhere else you don't you don't have any
1: holes nope
0: many holes holes in this oh, movie boy. i mean there are a lot of tubes
1: there's a lot, there of, were tubes. A lot of tubes um, yeah. i think they could have done more with the tubes i mm-hmm. think i would have liked to have seen uh natiri get into the like slime lined Tube thing with yes, uh, yes. with Sam Worthington, um, you know leelu and fuck Dallas and style. Corbin and I think lack and of they, it was just so too heavy up front um, mm-hmm. that I wish they had tubes just kind of mm-hmm. yeah I wish they had done more with the tubes. I wish more of the scenes took place in the tubes. I wish the entire third of the movie would have just been last third of the movie uh, would have just been only tubes. Um, I think that would have been better for every gun. I wish there had been a tube. Yes.
0: Yeah. Then that could have been like the science fiction uh, thing. So, yeah, my question is then, do you think James Cameron is suggesting that in order to like defeat, you know, um, like a oppressive colonizing superpower Mm -hmm. and uh, sort of respect... Nature, nature, and um, native cultures—is that like a detubification process for him? Does he see tubes as as just part of this sort of this sort of war machine that that uh, this this uh, that's come to exploit resources? And that as we detube, as we get farther away from tubes, and and back into the world of Pandora we realize that the tubes rule like is not a sustainable way of living. It would seem that that's yeah. what he's saying. It's yeah.
1: because when Jake fully becomes Navi and f- decides that he's going to, he's going to be one of these people, mm-hmm. um, not just one of them, the one Um <laughs> It is a recognition that he will never go back to the tube. His tube mm. body is—it mm-hmm. is a complete rejection of that and the world of tubes. Mm-hmm. Um, and then any tubes he interacts with uh, from now on will be natural tubes. So yes. tendrils. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. His the hair the hair braid containing mm-hmm. the tendrils that's a tube. So I think I think it's less of a rejection of of all tubes. I think it's a shedding of man-made tubes and really uh, an acknowledgement of the natural tubes within ourselves. And the
0: tubes that connect all living, all life to one another. Through yes. through, through the roots of the the, the life tree and yeah. and through all through all of us. Um yeah, maybe avatars sequels two through five will just be more like more about that conflict between tubes
1: I think so yeah, yeah. the clash I, of the tubes a- absolutely
0: mm-hmm.
1: I I do honestly wonder what those movies are going to be about this was a whole self-contained story mm-hmm. that spanned a yeah. lot of things I don't what are they even going to they're, they're just going to be like spin-offs of and little adventures he shot
0: them all at the same time
1: oh they're already done oh, so, I think they're already done oh my god well you know I think watching this movie does punch holes in your in parts of your brain. I think it does leave um, it leaves. Yeah, just like black spots in your brain mm-hmm. where, you know, that's that's the that's the sacrifice you make mm-hmm. in imbibing mm-hmm. this. Um, you got to give it just it, it takes away a lot of your mental resources for sure.
0: Um my whole I would say is is the movie Avatar because yes. it it was hugely hugely successful, hugely popular, well-reviewed Mo- like from a box office perspective, the most successful Is that still true? That's the most success, still the most successful? I feel like
1: Endgame had it for a little bit, but
0: I don't know what ended up happening. Okay. After that. Um Oh, it has retaken the spot thanks to its re-release. Yeah. Um. Wait, let me see. Oh, because they, they re... I guess they reissued it in China? Yes. I remember when that happened. Okay. Yeah.
1: Yeah, so it was Avatar, and then it was Endgame for a little bit, and yeah. then Avatar again.
0: This is the highest grossing film of all time, and and many people commented on its lack of impact it's made on pop culture. Like, yeah. you don't, like, see you know, the way the way that the marvel movies have impacted all parts of our culture but like yeah. memes are made about it it's it's always yeah it's always gonna be like best-selling halloween costumes it it's like it is it, it is essentially like our mythos in, yeah. in in the in this country um is is these superhero stories but this yeah this is never referenced it's never memed um they made a whole land at disney there's World. a whole land i never hear people talk about no going to and i was like place. when they
1: when they mentioned that i was like oh my god avatar that thing that came out all like that long time ago it was <laughs> everywhere for a year and then n- nowhere Nothing. and then they were like now there's a land at disney yes and i'm like who even remembers avatar yeah
0: um. So I think yeah, this movie is a hole. Like, did like why it's it, it, it's like a black hole that like nothing reflects out, nothing nothing you can't see anything when it goes in. Yeah, yeah. It's just a. It's just oh, kind and of we a blank forgot spot. the biggest
1: hole of all is the Mariana's trench. The Mariana trench. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Which only James Cameron has been to. Yes. Yeah. And I wish that. We're not true, but it is. Yes, I know. I wish that were a
0: joke sentence, but it's not a joke no, sentence. No, it is. It is not. Um, he. Uh, uh, we know about a sea squid. Yeah. Sea, uh, Thank you. Or James a Cameron? sea worm squid. We know about hmm. a single-celled amoeba because of James Cameron. Yeah. Um, All right. So uh, let's pop a verdict
1: on this movie and be done with it. Um, <laughs> I would say if this movie is... As wet as I was just looking up uh, in a little bit more depth, what uh, what kind of creatures James Cameron uh, <laughs> discovered? You you mentioned you mentioned a worm, uh-huh. um, and it's called the acorn worm, mm-hmm. is what it ended up being named. And so I all I encourage all of you to go look up the acorn worm, just image search because mm. most of the images aren't even going to be of the worm. Uh, the worm's the least disgusting wet slimy part of the equation no it's what the worm does oh, that is this uh, gonna haunt me yeah okay, right, so right. this is what i'm gonna the the verdict is a i'll i'll sing about it okay. first and then explain it um it's just a wet wormy species making spiral piles of feces. and so this worm in order to attract a mate it eats a bunch of sand and then shits it all out in like a spiral pattern that it leaves to like a, yeah, it attracts mates. Mm -hmm. So it's just like, imagine just like thinking about your perfect mate and then just like shitting out in, in like a, the shape of you. You sh- you basically shit out yourself in, in poop form.
0: <laughs> Is that what the Ed Sheeran song was about? Yes. It was about an acorn worm? And yes. And the shape of you. Uh, Ed she- I'm pretty sure Ed Sheeran
1: found out about it the same, like right after James Cameron came back and he told Ed Sheeran yeah. about it and Ed Sheeran was like, I gotta write about this, dude. <laughs> because it's, it's all for love. Aaron she- Ed Sheeran writes love yes. songs and this creature... If you ask James Cameron about it, he'll be like, "Oh shit!" If you didn't think, what are you no, looking at it? No, no,
0: this is a good theory.
1: Yeah, if you ask James Cameron about the worm in interviews, he's like, oh, "I bet you didn't think a worm shitting could be for love or could be cute, <laughs> but it is because he like he likes that the worm like uses the shit
0: piles to to yes, attract and mate, yeah. I guess." Yeah. yeah, and Ed Sheeran is like. In my love song, I'm I'm gonna also talk about the shape the shape of you. Um, because I know yep. that you, you you use your uh you create a copy of what your form looks like mm-hmm. uh through shitting and that's romantic. Yep, exactly. To us. Okay. Yeah. Um this movie was as wet as a high th- a Ohio high school theater production of all of U.S. history, <laughs> whose director is a plate of gelatinous, vibrating, luminescent goo. Yeah. No more. I think that's... Simple. Yeah. Simple verdict. Very
1: simple. Very relatable. Mm-hmm. Very... I wish I could have seen that exact thing instead yeah. of this movie.
0: It was very long, but it was, it was it, yeah, it told the truth of what... It's not longer than Avatar. It's not longer than Avatar. No, nothing <laughs> is. This episode brought to you by Tubes. Have you tried Zoloft, Celexa, Wellbutrin, Lexapro, all the other ones? Uh, they haven't really worked for you. Well... Try getting a tube, a tube of goo, and linking your mind into a neural network, solving some crimes, embedding yourself into another people's deal, being, uh, whatever happens in the OA. Try it out. If you, we guarantee that if you don't feel better, you'll at least feel something else. <laughs> This has been a production of Mess and Finesse, a comedy label based out of Somerville, Massachusetts. If you want to hear more of this program or shows like this, please send us an email at admin at messandfinesse.com. That's A-D-M-I-N at M-E-S-S-A-N-D-F-I-N-E-S-S-E dot com. And for more content, directory of programs, or information on live shows and comedy classes, please visit messandfinesse.com or follow us at Mess on social media. Thank you for listening.